You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, pound for pound, the heaviest podcast in fantasy sports. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. How what the fuck's up, guys? Hey, so uh, we'll just go balls deep in on this right now. We'll start it off uh, some big trades, some big cuts. That's basically what this episode's going to be centered around. I know we lied to you guys in the last episode. I said we we're going to talk about late draft picks but i mean realistically your draft already happened so and just go back to the old episodes we talked about so anyways let's start it off right off the bat cam newton cut which bill belichick the most biggest lying liar in the nfl where he said cam's our quarterback and then was like psych no he's not he was their quarterback so. for the preseason <laughs> but was he i don't know man don't no know he was I mean, I guess it shows that, you know, Mac Jones is definitely prepped and ready. To be. I mean, he looked great this preseason. Now, granted, my concern, though, is that you don't face the full 100% defense. So, I mean, I don't know. But Bill Jelp, I mean, you know, what, six championships? He knows something. So you can't completely sign off, you know, write him off. But still big. I mean, it was crazy. Cam Newton's playing for... You know, veteran minimum. He was a former MVP. Went to a Super Bowl. Just is this is this what he's relegated to now? I mean, I think that I don't know, dude. I think that first of all, I'm always gonna follow Belichick. Whatever he says, it goes. So I'm I'm following suit. But I think that honestly, what happened is Mac Jones probably won that job. He beat Cam out, and what they did was say, "Hey, you can be a backup or." We can release you, and you can go try to play somewhere else, which, honestly, I don't think is going to happen. I don't know who's going to sign him. I don't think he Houston. lands anywhere, personally. Uh, touche. Yeah, well, like, I mean, on, on Twitter, I was kind of, like, <laughs> fucking around and talking about, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I know they have quarterbacks. They got Carr and Mariota, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Raiders signed him just because that's, like, the most Raider thing to do. You know, you see a big name out there. Hey, let's sign this guy. Another one that makes sense to me could potentially be, you know, reuniting with uh, Ron Rivera out there in D.C. You know, Fitzpatrick's their quarterback, you know, old guy. I mean, who knows? That that could be a viable option. But then I thought, and it's more just because I don't like Daniel Jones, but, I mean, New York Giants, that kind of makes sense because their O-line's trash. You have really good weapons. So, I mean, if you have a quarterback that's mobile enough to extend the play, for you know, because you're not going to get seven seconds of protection from that O line, but you know Cam is still athletic enough. Roll out, find the play. Kenny Galladay, Tony's a speedster. Find him out in open space. If Evan Angren can actually catch the ball, he's kind of like the Nelson Aguilar of tight end. If he could actually catch <laughs> it, you know that could be viable. Plus, you got you know you got Saquon Barkley, who's possibly the most athletic running back in all of football. But I mean, realistically, there's a chance that. Cam's just done, like you said, Rome. He's just he's washed. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Fish? Uh, I just if he got released in the way that you said, which I think is a possibility, also, then he wants to start somewhere. And where where can he start? Right, that pretty. There's a lot of good. A lot of teams have quarterbacks that are either good already, 
or are young enough to where they want to keep trying them out for another year or two before they before they give up on them. So, my thing is Houston. I don't know if he would want to play there though. (laughs) I don't. No one wants to play there. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is will he? How desperate is he to keep? trying to be a quarterback is it more of uh he'll not take a job if he, until he gets something perfect and he may not play this year or ever again or is he more like i just want to go play football that's going to be the deciding factor i think yeah i mean it's still interesting to see because it's it's not every day you know the star power of a cam newton gets cut from a team like especially when they were paying him no money right like all i think his whole contract was veteran minimum with incentives it was um, and had like little to no guaranteed money, so that that was that was huge. Another big news today, which is terrible news at the same time, because anything involving this gentleman is a waste of time. But Chris Herndon, the uh, he's like Fetch, like Fetch is just, just stop trying to make Fetch happen. You know, I don't know <laughs> why. I mean, okay, I do know why. The athletic talent is there, but for some reason, this guy cannot figure out football. I, I don't understand. But he was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a fourth for a fourth round pick, and then the Jets were sending uh, Herndon and a sixth round pick. Um, I think that's more Irv Smith news than anything. I just looked though, and I don't know if he's that bad. I know it sounds bad to say that, but in his two healthy seasons with the Jets, he's got a sixty eight and a seventy percent catch rate, average yard. Her target is six point four yards and nine yards. He doesn't put up a lot of a lot of um touchdowns or yards, but he was on the Jets. Yeah. So, I mean I think you said it though. I think you said what it was, his healthy seasons. his whole thing is he can't stay healthy, right? That was Well, he's been in the league three years. He's played sixteen games, one game in sixteen games. That's two full seasons out of three years. What was he injured with? Anybody remember? His neck? I I don't remember now. It's been so long. Uh, but you know he did have some health concern. He meant like he. I think he got banged up at the end of his rookie year. And actually, you're right, Fish. I was looking at his stat line. It wasn't bad. He was actually the tight end 16 on the year. Uh, you know, 502 yards and four touchdowns. That's actually not too bad. Um, especially like if you're streaming tight end that year. You know, you find the the plus matchup for him. He didn't get a lot of touchdowns, which is. If you're playing tight end, you kind of want those touchdowns, but maybe that'll change in Minnesota. Yeah, well, you know, in the in the past, Kirk Cousins would tend to look for big-bodied Rudolph out there in the uh, right. the end zone. So, and, and Herndon, athletic. So when we talked about our guys that were high on, I mentioned Irv Smith, and his numbers were eerily similar. Mm-hmm. Good catch rate, not a lot of touchdowns. So. Well, we'll to be fair, Irv had to – Rudolph was the starter, so Irv was just the backup tight end. And that's why – I mean, you were high on him. I was I was actually starting to look into Irv Smith more because I thought with Rudolph gone and he's more athletic, athletically gifted than Rudolph, it's like, hey, big Irv, let's do your thing. Especially because they don't have a true wide receiver three um, out there in Minnesota, so I thought he could be your – you know, your, your mismatch. But then unfortunately, I, like I said, I think, I think the trade for Herndon, especially giving up a fourth round pick, like this isn't, you know, fourth round pick in fantasy is huge, but a fourth round pick in real life draft is massive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's more of a, an Irv Smith thing. Cause he had a, a meniscus injury, which they're having surgery, which was from what I've heard in the past, it, you know, a meniscus injuries like six weeks. 
four four to six weeks, something like that. It's a minor surgery, but I I if that I think people can play through. I don't that. think he was placed on the pup list either. I don't believe so. So I'm wondering if this is more of a we want to go to a two tight end, we want another pass catcher. Hmm. This is our best option that we could find on the market right now. That's entirely possible. Because I don't see why they would move away from Irv Smith without seeing much with him as a starter. But it's hard to say at this point. Yeah. I can't seem to find Irv Smith right now, and I don't understand why. Oh, there he is. God damn. No, he's just he's just out. And it says he's likely to miss four weeks with the meniscus injury, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I think trading for a tight end is pretty big. But you could be right. Maybe they do want to run two wide, especially because they don't really have a third wide receiver. So that, that could be maybe they do want to start incorporating another uh, tight end or something. to. Especially, you know, they're going to – you know, two tight end sets make sense, especially when you're a run-first offense with Dalvin Cook. You know, maybe you confuse the defense. You establish the play action. You know, you find Herndon, Irv Smith, something like that uh, down the field. But still, still pretty, you know – Big deal, like you know, in terms of fantasy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they use him when he's by himself, and then it'll be interesting to see what happens once Irv comes back, because that could make a lot of waiver wire news depending upon usage, and also for next season, if they're going to keep both these tight ends for next season, which I don't know that they will or not, that's something that you're going to want to see how they're using them if they're both on the field or if they're rostering mm-hmm. two tight ends. Mm. Yeah, was there any other? big trades or anything i think that was it right uh the giants have kind of been trading some pieces to fix their o-line i mean they brought in a couple of guys that i really liked coming out of the draft billy price he got drafted by the Bengals. he's out of ohio state he was a stud and they picked up ben brayson out of michigan he was a rookie last season from baltimore they traded a couple of picks for him I actually think that might bolster what that offensive line can do. Again, they're blocking for fucking Daniel I Jones. I just signed Ben Brayson as a backup in Madden. I'm a <laughs> franchise. So. There you go. <laughs> I did something right. Yeah, they made some moves. I think another one that was interesting wasn't a, wasn't a trade, but the John Smith. Or John Smith. The guy from Oakland. John Brown. John Brown. John Brown. John Brown. John Smith. Well, we were going to dive into your your cuts and stuff like that. We'll get there uh, in that segment. Yeah. I guess I'll just wrap it up for some of the big news. We'll just. So, what we're going to do, the point of this episode is uh, we're going to kind of scroll through because today was the day where uh, rosters had to be trimmed down to 53. So, there's some, you know, now a lot of these names that were cut that were surprising, um, I, I think it could be. Because now um, practice squads are able to be expanded to 16 players. So I think a lot of teams are hoping these guys make it back. They'll clear waivers and sign with the practice squad. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these names that have been cut will be activated onto the main roster at some point in time um, in real life football. But all right, starting off, we got the Buffalo Bills. I don't see any big names. The only one that kind of caught my eye was Jacob Hollister, but they do Uh have Dawson Knox and... Josh Allen doesn't really throw the tight end anyways. So, but they did sign him this off season. So I thought there could have been some viability there, but then I guess they just didn't like what they saw uh, during this uh, preseason. Yeah. He's about the only guy that I would say they got cut from the old bills to be anything. Moving on. Got the Miami dolphins. 
this one was kind of surprising, but you know they did bring in Malcolm Brown this offseason to help fill up that running back room, but they did cut running backs Jared Dokes, Patrick Laird, and Jordan Scarlett. Scarlett. The only one, like, Dokes was surprising to me because they just drafted this guy. He was like a fourth round or fifth round pick, something like that, and just... So that, that, that was kind of interesting to me. But I guess that means that they're going to, you know, um, drawing a blank on the head coach's name, but he did mention that they were going to implement this three-headed committee with Malcolm Brown, Miles mm-hmm. Gaskin, and Salvin Ahmed. So, you know, they're like, fuck it, get all these guys out of here. Yeah, they're just too deep. They've released Shaquem Griffin, too, which we talked about pre-show, which he was a nice player for certain defensive packages, but they have a strong defense, so that's not too surprising. Yeah, the other, the Bidnarik yeah. McKinney also was a starter in Houston for a lot of years, and they they released him as well. Yeah, but you know what? The Miami Dolphins' defense is young and very like under the radar right now. I think they're they're going to be a top end defense by the end of the year. New England Patriots. We just talked about Cam Newton. They did cut Brian Hoyer, so I think they're happy with uh, Mac Jones and whoever else their backup quarterback. That's probably the only big ones there. Uh, New York Jets. Not really seeing too much. No, I'm not really seeing anything. Baltimore Ravens, they cut quarterback Trace McSorley, which was uh, surprising because he was kind of like their uh, bench darling, their fantasy darling. That other bench quarterback is way better. Yeah, that uh, the guy who just went off this last. You, you know what yeah. Baltimore should do since J.K. Dobbins got hurt. You play that backup quarterback as your starting quarterback. Put Lamar Jackson as your running back. <laughs> they should just play three running backs. Just go straight wildcat. They got rid of a couple. They got rid of a couple defensive guys. So Pernell McPhee was a defense or defensive end outside linebacker. Pretty pretty stout. Justin Ellis was an interior D lineman. Was has been around the league. He's pretty good. I, I'm not saying fade their defense, but they're definitely yeah. They're I was counting on a guy like defense. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They cut running backs Puka Williams and Trayvon Williams, which to me was surprising because I thought they were pretty exciting about. It. And then they also cut tight end Thaddeus Moss, where I mean, he was actually getting some praise like a week ago from the head coach saying that they were excited about him. Yeah, Puka Williams was getting praised at the beginning of the offseason or beginning of training camp, mm-hmm. and then he got injured. I bet you he's one of those they want on the practice squad, guys. We'll see if he makes it back around. I have him yeah. dynasty, in a dynasty league just because I wasn't sure because they don't have a lot of running back depth either. So it was kind of no. interesting. And, you know, we all know Joe Mixon. is going to get hurt. Yeah, he's. He's going to miss some sort of time, whether it's long-term or short-term, but at some point in time, he's going to be hurt. Moving on, we got the Cleveland Browns. Not seeing anything too big. Damian Square, you know, he was a good interior defensive lineman for the L.A. Chargers for a number of years, so he got cut. But I, I don't know. I think they'll be fine. Pittsburgh Steelers, they cut running back Trey Edmonds and Jalen Samuels. So I think they're very happy with Anthony McFarlane, Najee Harris uh, moving forward would be my guess. Yeah. Houston Texans, your old boy Jeff Driscoll, the old Driscoll, the old so-and-so. Time to hit the dusty trail. Old Driscolls. But they cut Kiki Cootie, which I was just going to say that. Probably their second best receiver. Yeah, that was actually kind of shocking because, I mean, you know, obviously at Brandon Cooks, but – Kiki Cootie, he was good for, like, what, three, four years ago. He was a 
a plug and play flex or streamer wide receiver. Watson was looking his way. He was getting touchdowns, especially when Will Fuller got hurt. You know, that, that was kind of big. Indianapolis Colts, they cut quarterback Brett Hundley. So I guess that means Carson Wentz is probably going to be a full go. Now I know they have Jacob Eason and the other guy. So they got, they do have backup quarterbacks, but man, talk about a fall from grace. Brett Hundley, man, he looked so good coming out of college. He looked the, looked the part. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, so the stigma of a UCLA quarterback, right? Has there ever outside of Troy Aikman has there ever been a successful UCLA quarterback? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Jacksonville Jaguars they cut running back Devine Ozigbo, which for those who, that, he was super. I thought that was kind of surprising, just yeah. because Etienne was injured, not because Ozigbo really earned a roster spot. But now there's just uh, going to be the Robinson and Hyde show, and Zigbo is not going to take. That means even probably more receptions for Robinson than was originally planned. Yeah. Or you know that wide receivers more, more for your boy Lavisca. Yeah. What did you say, Rome? I said a couple of those wide receivers went as well. Philip Dorsett, Laquan Treadwell, who is trying so hard to be a thing but can't figure it out in the NFL. Devin Smith. Cooper. Yeah. Jesus, Farrell Cooper. He was a uh, wasn't he a Pro Bowl special teamer? Yes, I will. I will say, um, what's the damn coach's name there now? He, Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer came out and stated that he did take into effect vaccination status of players that were cut. Mm. So maybe he just doesn't want to deal with that, and maybe that's why we're seeing some of these names that are kind of a little bit more surprising, where they were like maybe tied or just a hair above a competitor in that position. At the same time, you can't really blame him because uh, this year NFL's not fucking around. If you're not vaxxed and there's some COVID problems, you forfeit a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It might, that might be why we're seeing some of these names. Not that I don't, you know, I'm, it may be record where we could find out who's, who's vaccinated and who's not if we really looked. I don't think that's important. I think that's just something to consider and why, why we may be seeing names from, Jacksonville. I, I but I, I think a lot of these players are going to end up on their practice squad, especially when DJ Chark's had health problems. LaVisca has had some health problems. So I, I could see these wide receivers. Like I said, kind of like I said at the beginning of this segment, I wouldn't be surprised if you see these names getting called up to the active roster at some point. Absolutely. In time. Yeah, or, or if they get claimed. Some of these guys might get claimed. They'll get claimed by Detroit. We'll get to Detroit shortly, but, you know. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Javian Hawkins. That that one was kind of surprising because he was kind of like a, uh, you know, preseason darling that they were speaking pretty highly of. But I guess that means they're good with Darrington Evans. I think Chris Evans. And obviously, you know, you have the human tank, Derrick Henry still. So Yeah. Yeah, we talked about Javian Hawkins when he got hired and I said he won't play. So Des, Fit- <laughs> Des Fitzpatrick, uh, there, I know there was kind of some high hopes for him coming in this year and he's – He's a goner. Yeah. And, you know, granted, you have Julio and A.J. Brown, but, you know, it really couldn't. And on, um, God, uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, so I know you got your receivers, but, you know, I don't know. That that wide receiver room's getting pretty thin. Denver Broncos, not seeing too much. Kansas City Chiefs, Darwin Thompson, we did talk about that one. But at the same time, he is a bad version of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I think this means Clyde Edwards-Lair is coming into the season healthy. 
You got Williams. Uh, so I, I think they're fine with, with the way it's going to be. They cut wide receiver Antonio Callaway. But I guess outside of uh, Tyreek Hill, wide receivers are kind of useless, especially in fantasy. You never know when to play these guys, whether it's Hardman, Pringle, any of these guys. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, Bo Scarborough. Just because that was a name that I liked last year in Detroit. He was like a good bench stash. But I guess they're happy with Ken. Well, to be fair, Scarborough is a bad version of Kenyon Drake, which Fish will. That's terrible. How could you be, how could you be a bad version of something bad? But then we oh, talked about it earlier. John Brown, he asked to be released. Where do you think John Brown plays this year? The Saints. No, I'm kidding. I don't even think they would want him. I don't know who needs a speedster. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, a lot he, of teams have, like, somewhere. you only need one. He'll land somewhere for sure. I'm just mad because we have shares of him kind of around the in some of the, the – it's crazy because he was – not last year because he was banged up, but the year before – he was a wide receiver 20. He had 1060 yards and six touchdowns. Huh. You know, so it's 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 shocking that Well, he, he asked, asked to be release, cut though. He? Yeah, he asked yes. to be released. So he's, And they granted he's, it. He's got a plan. He'll be he'll he'll go somewhere and he'll probably have value there. So I wouldn't if you have him on your team, don't cut him yet. See where he goes. If he goes he's to be on Detroit, then you could probably <laughs> oh. cut him. But Looks like sorry, defensively here they cut uh, Carl Joseph, the safety, who was a first round. Kendall Vickers too. Man, those are big names. And and Darren Lee. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. The uh, L.A. Chargers they cut Tyron Johnson actually surprised me because he was like balling out in the preseason, which is kind of surprising. Joe Reed, he was a wide receiver that was just drafted by them last year from I think Ohio State. You know. And with Mike Williams always banged up, that's kind of... But I guess that speaks more on uh, Josh Palmer, you know, the guy yeah. that I've been saying, like, hey, yeah, throw this guy on your bench. I think he could be good this year. They cut Michael Badgley because he's just a piece of shit. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> Let's see, Dallas Cowboys. They cut quarterbacks Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert, so I guess they're fine with Cooper Rush. And then, oh, that, we, we we talked about it at the beginning of the show, too. Cam Newton, there was rumors that Dallas wanted to sign Cam Newton. It's... First off, my question was why, but, you know, hey, I guess if Cam Newton's your backup to Dak, I guess somewhat similar play style. They're both, you know, mobile. Yeah. Would you consider D- – Dak's a mobile quarterback, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Dak's probably, mobile. Probably he's probably more least. mobile than Cam Newton is at this point too. I agree. But the thing I like about Dak, though, is he's an actual pocket passer. Let that great O-line block for you. Yeah, he's a throw-first guy, which is always nice. Yeah. It's kind of like Russell Wilson-esque. Sit in the pocket mm. until he can't. Not as good at it, but same idea. New York football giants. They cut running backs Corey Clement and Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris was a viable backup for them for the last couple of years. So I guess that means that Saquon, although I actually read a thing the other day that Saquon was questionable for week one. So I thought you'd want to have more running back bodies there. I know they have Devonta Freeman, but... From what I've seen, Devonta Freeman, he's looking like he's getting kind of tired out there too. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a part of this franchise. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, they cut backup quarterback Nick Mullins because they just traded for Gardner Minshew. Which I, would you be surprised if Minshew starts for them? Because I, I like I said, I think that's more of a Jalen Hurts thing than a 
Well, I know they just named Jalen Hurts the starter. And again, that's not saying much. It's week one. Minshew, I think, might take it. It really depends on how Hurts can perform. If he does does well, yes, absolutely. But And I know Nick Mullen, since we just touched on him, he did sign a little after he got cut here with Cleveland. Not that that's fantasy relevant at all, but... (laughs) No, not at all. But it's okay. They also cut human vulture, touchdown vulture, Jordan Howard. This fucking guy. (laughs) As a Miles Gaskin owner last year, he was just the bane of my existence because (laughs) Miles Gaskin should have had five, six more touchdowns had Jordan Howard not been there. Um, They also cut wide receivers, uh, Hakeem Butler and Travis Fulgham, which they did talk about that Fulgham was on the bubble. And sure enough, there he goes. Yep, bubble popped. They also cut, cut Kerryon Johnson, who was a name previous years. It's so sad that his career didn't pan out. He was so good in college. My, you know, he was, brother... he was wearing those huge knee braces, though, in college. We had to all see this coming. We all just wanted to be right. blinded his, by how his great legs he was. Were, his legs were in a fallout before. They also cut uh, tight end Richard Rodgers. Now, granted, you have Goddard and Ertz, but Rodgers filled in admirably for them in tight end position when either or both tight ends were hurt over the last year or two. So yes. that was kind of surprising. I think that shows that Ertz, that Ertz is still viable. Yeah, which is going to ruin Goddard. You know, it's funny, on fantasy Twitter, I saw a lot of love on Dallas Goddard, which I don't hate, but at the same time, like, hey, guys, you do know he's not the only tight end in town, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, yeah, if Ertz got traded, like, there was rumors of it, it would have been great, but I, I don't understand how people haven't dropped Goddard down simply because of that. Like I said, it, I love Goddard. I don't hate him, but the fact that he shares time, so he's not the only body in town. He doesn't well, like. It's not like he shares time with someone shitty, you know? Yeah. Right, and and it's not like they haven't been proven to have been successful together. They they still, for a tight end's sake, there's games where they've both got touchdowns, which is really all you need. True. True. Uh, moving on, we got the Washington football team. They cut running backs Peyton Barber and Lamar Miller, which that I've been saying it, man. Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson season, it's coming. <laughs> you know who they didn't cut them. God, you're going to be so happy. J.D. McKissick? Yeah. You know who they did cut, though? I was working at the time when I saw this, and I almost shat myself for a second. <laughs> I saw it. I just saw it. I had a notification pop up on my phone, and I see Washington Redskins cut Antonio Gandy Golden. And I just saw Antonio G, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? And then I read it, and I was like, okay. That makes you know a lot what, more sense. Antonio Gandy Golden was kind of surprising though too because he was just drafted last year, and they loved him. But I guess you know, hey, with Scary Terry mm-hmm. and bringing in Curtis Samuel, you probably don't really need him. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he ends up on their practice squad. Right, another one of them. Don't not really see anything else. Chicago Bears, they cut. Yeah, wide receiver Justin Hardy. He wasn't a player you're going to play, but. Still a name. Uh, Detroit Lions, they cut Geronimo Allison, which is shocking because they have no wide receivers, and Brashad Perriman. And again, you have no wide receivers, which when we talked about the Perriman cut in last episode, we were talking about how that might be more of an Amon Ross St. Brown thing than anything. Actually, that'll tie us right into, uh, oh, you know, we, we did say they cut both their kickers, which is kind of funny, but kickers is a dumb position anyway. <laughs> but 
Um, actually, I wanted to mention um, Equinemia St. Brown was cut by the Green Bay Packers, who is brothers of Amon Ross St. Brown. So who knows? Maybe he'll go sign with Detroit. Maybe he'll be getting at the coaches saying, like, hey, sign my brother. He's actually good. Um, plus, you guys need wide receivers, which yeah. you know, Green Bay, like I said, Devin Funches, but that no one cares. Um, Equinemia St. Brown, which I guess if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want you, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe they're high on Quintus Cephas. In Detroit? Rome's the, Rome's the only one high. They're buying into my Kool-Aid. Maybe Detroit is high on him. I'm not saying that, that fantasy-wise people are. But he's like the only other name that's like silently been doing decent that I'm seeing on their depth chart. Mm. I, but I still think Rome's the only fantasy person that I know that actually likes Quintus Cephas. I will go fucking draft him. I'll draft him tomorrow. Please do. I'm gonna. You know, put your money where your mouth is. Put him on one of your rosters, one of the leagues <laughs> we're in together. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. You love him so much. I just um, want him to be a thing. He's got a cool name. Minnesota Vikings cut running back Amir Abdullah, which another D- Detroit Lions failed project. And they also cut Edo Smith, but you know they got Madison. You got this some guy. I think his name's Dalvin Cook. I'm not too sure who that guy is, but. He might be something to keep an eye on. <laughs> Did you skip Green Bay? You skipped it on my list. No, well, I, I scrolled through it really quick. I just talked about how they dropped um, Equinamia St. Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Um, and Devin Funches, we knew he wasn't going to make the roster anyways. Right. Um, but there really wasn't anything else there. Atlanta hey, Falcons. Minnesota, hang on. They dropped a couple of guys here defensively. They dropped uh, Everson Griffin, defensive end. Fuck, I want to say he was a sack leader a few years ago. Her, yeah, Hercules but he's so Mataafa, Kenny Willicks. Jeez, these were guys I thought they were uh, they they were high on. I guess not. All yeah, right, but their defense on. is going to be run of the mill again. Uh, Atlanta Falcons cut running back Deonta Foreman and Javian Hawkins. He got cut twice. Poor guy. He, he sure did get cut. I can't catch a break. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I, I guess I guess that means they're fine with Mike Davis. Go Mike Davis. If you have Mike Davis, I guess rejoice because they have uh, no one else there. Cordell Patterson too. Cordell Patterson. I've got a feeling he could be a thing just because the athletic talent. We got the Carolina Panthers. They cut running back Reggie Bonifon, which last year you know he was like we were telling everybody like, hey, that's the handcuff for camp or um, sorry Christian McCaffrey, but then it turned out to be Mike Davis. But what I guess with Chuba Hubbard, they're fine with uh, with the backfield that way. I'm really really seeing anything else that was that big. They cut. This is another thing that's not a big deal, but they cut their kicker, which it depends upon what your fantasy league settings are. Some kickers are more important in, than others in leagues. But he was, if he could get be accurate, he's got a big ass leg. Got a monster of a leg. I was actually saying before in the pre-show talk when we were making fun of Detroit for cutting both their kickers. I wouldn't be surprised if Joey Sly signs with Detroit. You know, put him in a dome, like yeah. to see just see how it goes. New Orleans Saint they cut Devonta Freeman, but we all know Devonta Freeman ended up with the uh, New York Football Giants. Chris Hogan, you know, Chris Hogan's not a bet. Like I think he's one of those players where he's not good for fantasy, but he's a good real life football player because he just he's got. It's funny, he's a white dude, but man, he he actually has that over the top speed. Like he he can get back there pretty quick. Sneaky. Yeah, they sneaky also speed. cut 
They also cut Kevin White, who was just a trial thing, but it was kind of interesting. He used to be a first-round pick back in the day. Kevin White was so good in college. Such a bust in the pros, though. Interesting for the future, not for fantasy purposes right now. They cut Trevor Simeon, which means the third quarterback is Ian Book from Notre Dame. Well, Jameis Winston's still young. He's going to be the quarterback for a while. Right. Um, It's just what can can Sean Payton build Ian Book to be something special Yeah, is the question. Probably not. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not seeing anything too big. CJ Proceis and Troy Main Pope, two decent bench running backs, but with Leonard Fournette and Rojo. And and Bernard McKinney. Not Bernard and, McKinney. Yeah, I'm Gio, sorry. Gio with the sweet mustache. Gio Bernard, yeah. They're, they're pretty set there. Arizona Cardinals, they cut Ito Smith too, so that guy just, you know. They cut Keyshawn Johnson, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> But with the addition of A.J. Green and the drafting of Rondale Moore. But I wouldn't be surprised if Keyshawn Johnson ends up on their practice squad. L.A. Rams, you know, they cut Delvin Hodges, but you got Matt Stafford. And I think cut, they cut Xavier Jones. So he, Which I read a little bit about him. He got hurt. This is an injury thing. So he will, I bet he makes a practice squad. I bet. Yeah. Money. Or they're going to give him an injury settlement. Yeah. And then. Just hang on to him for next year. Absolutely. There's high hopes for him, though. They said he was going to be the guy after mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson, but a lot of people were saying that Xavier Jones is going to be the running back to own. Well, they also got Funk, who people were saying kind of similar things. Yeah, but now you got Sonny Michelle, and he's going to be – he's wearing number 12 or 14, so he's ready to rock and roll. Uh-huh. Yep. I kind of like the new number thing where players can have – Oh, I love it. You know, I'm a Charger homer, but I love that Kenneth Murray – Linebacker for the Chargers is going to wear number nine. Linebacker in a single digit, it's awesome. I love that Tom Brady came out and said that's going to mess up offenses when the defenders have a different number. And I was like, you're Tom fucking Brady. If you can't figure out that they're wearing a different color jersey than the one that you're wearing. Yeah. Like, come on now. San Francisco 49ers, they cut Josh Rosen. Superstar Josh Rosen. Another failed UCLA quarterback. Oh, God. Cut Travis Benjamin and Wayne Gallman, who were deep stash plays. Well, I mean, Travis Benjamin wasn't so much, but Wayne Gallman was someone who you thought might be able to make the team as the last running back. But Yeah, they cut Richie James, do. too, which is interesting. Richie James had a couple of big games. Uh, Michael Pruitt, he never really panned out in the NFL, but he was one of those big-bodied athletic tight ends. So that, that one's kind of surprising to me. Uh, Seahawks... Not seeing anything too noteworthy here. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess Luke Wilson, but they did trade for. Or, I'm sorry, they signed Gerald Everett, but actually, Luke Wilson. There's rumors that he's going to actually retire. And that's it. Actually, it looks like that's it. Yeah, that's all the notable ones. We'll see where they move to if they get put up in practice squads. That's kind of the biggest question, right? Isn't it? Who gets claimed off waivers and who doesn't at this point? There's yeah. got to be some people getting claimed off waivers, some of these receivers, maybe a couple running backs as well. Actually, I'll tell you what. Since we got a little bit of time left, I'm going to ask you a couple uh, Twitter questions here. Um, they're basically just asking asking running backs, what are your guys' thoughts on Joe Burrow this year? Rome, we'll start with you. I think Joe Burrow, he's recovered from that, that horrific knee injury. 
They brought in this great wide receiver, right? He's supposed to be the man. Really, if you look at his receiving core, he's kind of set up for a nice, nice prime year. I think he's going to be pretty good. I would actually say he gets a top 10 finish if he can stay healthy. Spicy. What about you, Fish? Yeah, I would say probably the same thing. He's got plenty of weapons. He could turn down the interceptions a little bit. He averaged one interceptions every two games, which is not terrible. But or five interceptions, 13 touchdowns in 10 games. He does have a lot more weapons this year as well. So... Me personally, I I think I would probably put him closer to 15 than in my top 10. But I, I think with the, you know, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon's a great running back. It just, my issues are the, the O-line is still really bad. You know, they, they realistically, right. they should have drafted Panay Sewell, even though he hasn't looked that good this preseason. But, you know, should have gone after an offensive lineman versus another wide receiver. But, hey, you're, Jamar, uh, Joe Burrow wanted him. But I, I think if he stays healthy, he could be he could be good. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'd say that my guess is that he has like a floor of around the fifteen to seventeen range. But he has a ceiling to be in the top ten. Oh Absolutely. yeah, with Easy. the athleticism, like he could do it. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Actually, as of right now, I haven't really updated my. But the last time I wrote my rankings, Joe Burrow was my quarterback 14. So, And then actually, same question, but different player, same team. Jamar Chase, what are our thoughts on Jamar Chase? Rome, we'll start with you. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is going to land on his feet from all this criticism. I, I know I said it a couple of shows ago. I feel like he – got to give him a little bit of a break, right? He, he didn't play football last year. He, he sat out because of the COVID, which, you know what, whatever, that's fine. But he hasn't played since 2018. I know that he caught a lot of shit. He caught an awful lot of shit during this camp. And I think he's going to come back and, and really land on his feet and be the guy. He's going to be the number one option. you you got to think that he's playing with his quarterback. There's going to be a comfort level there. Again, I'll touch on what Joshy said here. It was though The offensive line might be an issue. But you know what? It was an issue last year. And Joe Burrow was still a stud. I mean, when he was playing... He was golden. So, but I think with Jameer, Jamar Chase this year, I mean, he could, he'll he could get a top twenty finish if he can put it all together. I yeah. I don't I don't mind Jamar Chase. I think he's going to pan out in the NFL. I don't yeah. like where he's being drafted in fantasy. That's my only gripe with him. Right. And, yeah. and how they spread the ball around. We kind of haven't seen that in full effect yet he might take a little bit to catch on but i know there was a gripe about him and not getting separation but i watched some college tape and he didn't need a lot of separation in college no he's he's a good route runner he just needs he's to got get good hand strong ready. hands too yeah i mean he hasn't played in a while so he's had some drops but i think he's somebody that could rebound from that see yeah. my thing is i have zero shares of jamar chase just purely because of price uh i i think he'll be fine just he might come to he I think he'll he'll just be at a slow start. I wouldn't be surprised if his first few games it's two catches for twenty two yards, you know, three catches for fifty yards. But then you do have to remember this was his college quarterback, and as Roman Fishbowl said, he took a whole year off of football, and especially at that young development stage, you take a year off that basically puts you two years behind. So he just needs a little bit of time. I mean, it just sucks seeing everyone overpay for him right now. 
because he's going to – although, hey, you know what? Fantasy tip here then. The, if he's off to a slow start, trade for him. Absolutely. Find, find the frustrated owner of Jamar Chase. Try to go after him. Try to get him on the cheap. You know, especially – you know, let, let's say a guy like me where I got Marquez Callaway in every league we're in. So I – Callaway, let's say he's he's off to a pretty decent start. You know, shoot, I'll take that gamble, especially if Michael Thomas eventually comes back. He was officially put on the pup list, so he's going to miss at least the first six weeks. But, hey, you know, so I, I get Callaway productive for a couple weeks. Chase isn't looking so good. I throw in Callaway and another player, and I end away walk away with Jamar Chase and something else. I, I don't hate that. Another yeah. thing to consider with Jamar Chase is I don't think he's been taking any reps with Joe Burrow. Didn't Joe Burrow – just start or did he just practice and not play he he played in the he just played in their last preseason game but joe burrow i think he was only in for like nine plays yeah and have have they been practicing together a lot i'm not sure i would imagine they are yeah yeah okay uh next question is trevor lawrence the rookie that you want to have in fantasy no Uh, for quarterbacks out of the the rookie quarterbacks no Fish, do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I I just think that they're going to need more before he can be super successful. When the when I'm thinking of the rookie quarterbacks, I'm wanting one of the guys that could run. I don't think any of them are going to be like lighting it up, passing. So I just want that running upside. That's yeah. really the only reason why. Not to say that he's going to be bad or anything, but I'd rather have that running upside. I'm, I'm going to say yes. I think that is he the one I want. I don't know. That's kind of a that's a that's a tough question. There's a lot of rookies that I would want. Would I be comfortable with Lawrence? Yeah, I think I would be. He's going to be a starter week in and week out. They're going to be down most likely. He's going to be throwing the weapons that he has. They're not bad. I mean, I I look at their roster and I think oh, there's some guys there that I could take that I could be real comfortable with throwing the ball if I was playing quarterback. I'd be comfortable with him. I, I I would take him. But to answer the question, I do agree with Fish. No, I wouldn't. He wouldn't be the first guy I'd I'd want. Yeah, out of the out of the rookie quarterbacks this year, I think I ranked him Fields, Lance, and then Lawrence. I would want him first if it was a dynasty league. Yeah, well, hoping he that clear- Jacksonville builds around him correctly. That and he has the clearest path to his position, whereas Fields. You know, there is Dalton. He'll eventually be we go ahead, Rome. Well, there's one other guy. I didn't mean to cut you off. It was more like Ray Wilson next time. Not um Mac Jones, man. We can't sleep on Mac Jones. He's in a prime oh, yeah. prime fucking he looked situation. Great this preseason, yeah. He looked great in the preseason. And it we're just you just made a comment about about Lawrence. He's got the clearest path. As of right now, that's true. But you've also got Mac Jones who's gonna start every game this year. That's true. I'm not super low on Zach Wilson either. He's looked pretty damn good in the preseason. He has. His offense is probably worse than both of those guys. <laughs> he has less weapons than Lawrence, obviously, and Mac Jones, but he's looked damn sharp. It's I would I don't think I have him in our home league for fantasy, but it was like the, my last pick of the draft. Let's see what happens, type of thing. It's just really hard to say. I, I think at this point. The ones I want is probably going to be. I'd say Mac Jones might be the guy I want. Actually, thinking about it, because I want I if Justin Fields or Lance were starting, 
I would want them from that running upside, but we don't know when they're going to come in. They might right. not play the whole season. Exactly. Yeah, see, like me, it would be my first question to that, to the person posing the question would be, what format is this? Is this Dynasty, Superflex, one quarterback league? Because, I mean, slowly Trey Lance has actually been garnering my favor because there was a quarterback once upon a time named Robert Griffin III, and he was an outstanding run option quarterback with the OC was Kyle Shanahan, who is now the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Alfred Morris, who we just talked about, who got cut, had 1,600 rushing yards with Robert Griffin III. And you, you can't sit there and tell me that Trey Lance with Raheem Mostert, who's probably the fastest guy in the NFL, Trey Sermon, who looks like a superstar in the making, Jeff Wilson, just the running back backfield that they have in San Francisco. Man, if Lance is healthy, if their running backs are healthy, their O-line's above average. Lance could be an absolute fantasy superstar. But if let's say if you're if the question is for just this year one quarterback redraft league, well now that Mac Jones is officially the starter, actually, you know what? Screw that. I would I, I out of those quarterbacks if it's one quarterback redraft, actually I would take Lawrence. He has some rushing upside. He's got great wide receivers around him. He has a good running game and a bad defense, which is all in the good mix for a good quarterback. He was also like one of the most winningest quarterbacks. And he didn't he didn't he not lose a game in college or high school? That's correct. Yeah, so I mean, I I like Lawrence, so I'll I'll be the uh, contrarian and I'll actually say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, Lawrence would be the rookie that I want this year." <laughs> if now like I said dynasty Superflex, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm assuming this might just be a one-quarterback one redraft league. And then final question, coincidentally, is also coming from Jacksonville. Do you think James Robinson has the backfield? If you look at the running back snaps between Robinson and Hyde this preseason, 33 snaps went to Robinson, 28 snaps went to Carlos Hyde. If you can see the confusion on my face, yes, it's his backfield. He he won it last season. The only reason he lost it, he didn't even lose it. He never lost it. They brought in Etienne. Etienne's the man. Like, don't get me wrong. He was worth a first round pick, and they were going to use him in a very in a very very wide open package. Yes, he was going to run the ball. Yes, he was going to play slot receiver. Yes, he was going to make a lot of. He's going to do a lot for that offense. But I feel like. James Robinson was still going to, he had a lot of fantasy value even still. And I think him now not having to deal with Etienne, I don't think he loses many carries to Carlos Hyde. I think, I think this is all, you're just not going to use him in the preseason because he's going to be your dude. So I think, I think it doesn't really affect him. He's hands down the only guy in the backfield. I'm going to say I agree for the most part, but I don't think he's going to get 240 rushes again this year. I think Hyde's going to take some of that volume. I think we might see 180, 190 rushes. But he had 240 rushes last year for 1,070 yards. Mm -hmm. They get to a point where they have to pass, which is kind of a downside for them if they're losing. And I do think Carlos Hyde is going to take some carries away. The bigger question, too, is Carlos Hyde's 
getting older, is he going to be as productive as he's been in the past? That's going to what dictates if carries do get taken away from James Robinson. Yeah, I, I actually agree with both of you guys. James Robinson's still definitely the running back you want. Hyde is going to take carries, but he's also getting older. Those legs are getting older, got some miles on him. He's had some injuries in the past. Robinson's in coming into his second year. So, yes, Robinson, you do want – I have I'll have to redo my rankings, but Robinson's probably a top 16 running back. You know, you want to ro- roster Hyde, please. Like, I mean, you know, throw him on your bench. But Robinson's still the man. He's going to be the man. So don't don't be silly. Yes, I mean, interesting perceptive to see that the snaps were almost equal in preseason, but it's preseason. I think Urban Meyer wanted to see what he had in Carlos Hyde because he lost ETN. Well, and Ex- Zigbo got cut. Ungbunawala, that's how you say it. I'm sorry, Mr. Dare. Uh, it's a hard name to pronounce. And, like, he may get some carries, but even when they had him last year, he wasn't very productive when they did use him. And that's why James Robinson ended up taking all the carries. And I think they're going to end up with the same thing this year. Is they're going to try Hyde. They're going to try Ogunabawali. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I'm never going to, I'm never going to get it right, man. That's tough. They're going to try to use them and they they aren't going to get production and they're going to revert to Hyde or Robinson. I mean, that's my, that's my guess. So yeah, I think this is a good place to wrap it up for the evening. Thank you so much for listening guys. We appreciate the support. If you want to get at us, get us on the social medias at filthy F ball show on Twitter at filthy fantasy football show on Instagram, send in your emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for the support. We love you. King Josh, Josh, the King big Rome fantasy fish. Have a good one. Y'all.